test of a person's heart is how they treat the weak and those less powerful than them. Those who lord it over the weaker ones or mistreat them show that their hearts have a problem. Healing is really more than dealing with a body problem. Healing is about a heart problem. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're learning to follow and listen to God, to meditate on whatever He says, and to respond to Him in prayer. If you're new here, follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite provider. You're in the right place to grow your faith. In Season 3, we're praying through the Psalms, both some of our favorites as well as some that are lesser known or harder to pray. We've looked at Heal Me prayers before on First 15. Today, we have a little more complexity. What do you do when healing reveals deeper issues of the heart? Psalm 41 takes us into these murky areas and teaches us new aspects of prayer. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of our lives. We follow a four-step process that you can find at wordofprayer.com. Besides listening to God's word, we want to reflect on it and pray it as we apply it to our life. Let's begin today by listening to Psalm 41. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Yahweh will deliver them in the day of evil. Yahweh will preserve them and keep them alive. They shall be blessed in the land, and he will not give them over to the will of their enemies. Yahweh will sustain them on their sickbed and restore them from bed and sicknesses. I said, Yahweh, have mercy on me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil against me. When will he die and his name perish? If they come to see me, they speak lies in their heart. They gather evil for themselves, and when they go out, they spread it. All who hate me whisper together against me. They imagine the worst for me. An evil disease, they say, clings to him. He's flat on his back and won't be getting up. Even my own close, trusted friend, who I shared meals with, has turned on me. But you, Yahweh, have mercy on me and raise me up, that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me, because my enemy doesn't triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. This prayer begins and ends with blessing. First, the blessing on those who treat the poor or the needy right. And finally, it ends blessing God who upholds what is right. The first three verses emphasize three things. Blessing and the certainty of deliverance by Yahweh for those who are merciful. So, blessing, deliverance, Yahweh. The first verse says it all in a very compact way. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Yahweh will deliver them 
in the day of evil. It doesn't leave it there, though. The blessing theme is repeated again, and also four more words are used to elaborate on God's deliverance. Yahweh's name is repeated three times, once in each of the first three verses. So between the blessing of the merciful in verses 1 through 3 and the responding blessing of Yahweh in verse 13, there are twists and turns that seem anything but blessed. Here's the situation. The one praying this prayer is someone in need of mercy. They're aware of having sinned and also that they need physical healing, as verse 4 says. The situation is quite serious. Death is the likely outcome, according to verse 5. Now, here's the complication. Friends and neighbors come to visit this sick and dying person. Their intent is not to bless. They think this person is a lost cause, and they appear impatient to see it happen. They are at the bedside gathering tidbits of information that they can then take and blow them up and gossip it all around. Did you know so-and-so is seriously ill? And we knew he had it coming to him. Did you know what he did? Blah, blah, blah. If that's not bad enough, here's the clincher. One of the sick person's close friends is turning on him and spreading the dirt. That's betrayal. Talk about kicking someone when they're down. Yes, this person sinned. And yes, they are seriously ill. But rather than saying, they deserve it, and writing them off, the response of mercy would say, I'm a sinner too. And though I'm not sick now, this body is not made to last forever. I may be in that same situation someday, maybe sooner than later. God, have mercy on me too. And then show some compassion on the sick and give them help and comfort. Don't pile on them in their misery. Let's return, just as the psalm itself does, to the sick person's situation. Do they cry and weep over the injustice? No. But the prayer cry to Yahweh goes up. In mercy, heal me. Delight in me. Don't let my enemy triumph over me. Uphold me and let me enjoy your presence, God. Blessed be Yahweh. Let that be an unending blessing upon him. Let's bless God together. Will you pray with me now, please? God, blessed be your name. You are merciful and loving. You deliver and restore and heal and forgive. Thank you. God, protect us from the schemes of the wicked. Remove the sting from the backstabbing of the treacherous. Forgive me and keep me upright so I don't join that group. Heal my heart so I can be merciful as you are, even to the undeserving, because I am one of them. Amen. Now, in applying Psalm 41 into our lives, showing kindness to the poor, to those in need, those less powerful than us, 
is a sign of true humanity, of having a real heart. This psalm throws up a contrast for those who show mercy to the poor and those in need, in verse 1, on the one hand, and those who treat them with treachery, as our psalmist is treated in the middle part of this prayer. The prayer gives thanks because the prayer has been answered. God delivers and protects the merciful. He shows them mercy, and we give thanks for his deliverance. Jesus summed it up in Matthew 5, verse 7, when he said, Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. God's healing also comes with protection from harm. If we want to enjoy God's mercy, we need to be people who show mercy. Psalm 41 in the larger book of Psalms ends book one of Psalms. We mentioned that Psalms is made up of five books. It's divided into five parts. Well, Psalms 1 through 41 are the first section. They make up book one. And so Psalm 41 is the conclusion of book one. And it's interesting how the last verse, verse 13 of Psalm 41, in its concluding word, seems to complete how book one began. So back in Psalm 1, verse 1, it said, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. That's how Psalm 1, 1 starts. Now Psalm 41, 13 ends saying, Blessed be Yahweh, God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. God always will hear our prayer and accept us starting right where we are. But the purpose of prayer is to take us from our present focus on our concerns and lift our gaze up to God, who is our ultimate source of comfort and help, and the one ultimately who deserves all praise, all glory, all power, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. So today I would ask you, show someone mercy and ask God for his mercy on you as well. Pray for someone sick and see if there's any way that you can encourage them. Today's episode is brought to you by God Help Me Grow, learning to pray through the Psalms, which you can find on Amazon, and we have a link to it in our show notes. Support our show through the Patreon link in our show notes. Show God's mercy today and bless His name.